I kind of go back to what I said earlier in terms of the relationship stuff. I think building relationships from what I've seen so far um, kind of builds that trust with students um, and it just allows them to know that you maybe care for them more than what they think you do and so by that it's kind of getting to know their hobbies as I said and um, just what they like to do outside the classroom, what they like inside the classroom, who are their friends maybe, even things like that. Um, and then for myself and my two placements, I found that that helped me to challenge them. listening to the NZPE TeacherCast, a podcast sharing some of the inspirational stories from amazing teachers and educators within New Zealand and around the world. Today's episode is sponsored by My Study Series, an online learning platform supporting Kiwi teachers and students through NCEA. With online achievements and badges for completing key tasks, My Study Series ensures students are highly engaged and motivated to learn. Check it out now at mystudyseries.co.nz. Kia ora everyone, welcome to episode 29 of the NZPE TeacherCast. I've got a, a, a pretty special guest here today, his name's Jack Stewart, and Jack Stewart at the moment is actually a labourer, he tells me, but um, the interesting thing about Jack is that he is just finished his, his teacher training and he actually has a job next year, and that job is within uh, our school, Rongatai College, and he's in the PE department with me, which is going to be really exciting. And the reason that I wanted to bring him in and interview him is, first of all, it's like a second job interview, and I can learn a little bit more about him, but also what we're going to do is interview him again in six months' time, and we can kind of just find out, um, first of all, whether I've managed to break him or not, and second of all, whether his perceptions or his... Um, feelings around teaching and education and stuff like that are, are similar to when he came into the profession. So, um, Jack, welcome to the podcast. And so, why don't you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little something about you that we might not know, and maybe finish with telling us maybe what your education was like growing up. Sweet, as you said, I'm I'm pretty bad labourer at that. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, um, I myself, as you said, Jack Stewart, I'm from the mighty Wanganui, born and bred there. Um, so all throughout schooling years and everything uh, in Wanganui. And um, something interesting about myself, I would go for something random. I think my dad always did uh, crazy events, and we did like a three and four seater bike around Lake uh, Topo. So that's something that that's something that would kind of push me around. And that was like during primary school. So um, who was on the bike? Uh, myself or oh, Dad led the front. He was the only one that could steer. <laughs> so the rest of us were just strapped and pedaling. I was in the middle, and then two of his mates were behind us. Nice. And um, that was some of the funny, uh, funniest and scariest moments of my life. I can I can re- uh, remember crying multiple times as a child on that bike. <laughs> um, so yeah, we always did kind of crazy events like that, and that's kind of where my sport passion started. And then um, going to my kind of like schooling history, I've been co-ed all throughout. Um, so coming to an all-boys school uh, is slightly different. Um, and after school, I kind of always knew I wanted to do sports science of some degree. So I went and did that at um, the Polytech of UCO and Palmerston North, um, which I really enjoyed. It was kind of had that more practical sense to it. Um, 
so I enjoyed that and the relationship that you have with your lecturers was just amazing and then this year I've just come in to do a postgraduate diploma in secondary school teaching at Victoria um, one more paper to go so if I pass that the job is secure <laughs> so oh I didn't even realise that you haven't yeah. even jeez oh, I'll retract that offer mate <laughs> the pressure the pressure <laughs> no, that's right I feel good throughout so we'll just finish strong but yeah so education for you growing up was you you enjoyed it you've got fond memories yeah um, I was definitely that kid that was just stuck in the PE gym all the time I, I remember year 13 I think I had about three or four PE papers of some different different degrees from health education to outdoor ed to sports education I think or, or something like that the teacher made something up and kind of got us students instead of having like a study break class we had yep. another sports class where we could kind of work in our schools and um, had different things what, I, what school was that? Wanganui High School okay um it was a huge kind of school. It wasn't great for sporting, but um, yeah, I really enjoyed myself. Nice. So where did the decision to become a teacher come from? Was it something that you always wanted to do, or was it something that you kind of just fell into? Um, I don't. I wouldn't say I fell into it, or um, it wasn't something that I wanted to do. As I said earlier, sports science was always my, my main path. I knew I wanted to do that, but beyond that, I didn't know. So I remember going into sports science and... Them, them saying, what do you want to get out of this degree? And I just remember I had no answer and I just kind of sat there and um, made something up on the spot. But um, I knew I didn't want to do anything like becoming a PT or um, something along those lines. But my major thing for me was I kind of got into, I've kind of said to you before that I had an internship with a man or two Jets basketball and that working in that kind of industry was exactly where I wanted to be. So um, working the, with the pros and um, doing strength conditioning work was something that I really enjoyed doing. Um, but I actually went to Hamilton last year to do a postgrad in strength conditioning, but I lasted, <laughs> I lasted a week and I just knew it wasn't right. Why? What, what did you know wasn't right about it? Um, a few things kind of like building about around the course because I, I actually got a scholarship to go do it, which was um, amazing. Was this at WinTech? Yeah, WinTech. Uh, it was the first year they run it, and it just, um, it probably, I just knew it wasn't right at the time. I don't know what it was. It was just, mm. you kind of get those feelings sometimes, and I thought it was better for me to get out of there now than kind of know six months down the line or three months down the line and kind of adding to that student debt, then realizing it wasn't right. So I kind of made a call pretty quickly. Um, and I think I've made the right call now, but going back to your question about the teaching as well as doing the senior team I worked with a lot of school kids and they were kind of like my they were my project from my lecturer I was allowed to do whatever I wanted with them um, and I built the relationship with those kids and that was that's kind of like when I realized last year once I got back from not um, doing the Hamilton degree I kind of realized that this teaching is something that I want to go down to I enjoy working with the kids it's something I'm passionate about um, yeah and it's just kind of where it came from I think teaching and coaching, they're, they're two very similar um, experiences. You know, you're trying to um, you're trying to educate, you're trying to inspire, you're trying to motivate, and all of those things fit really well. So it was interesting that you made that point around your internship with the Jets, and um, all of that comes together really. And um, it sounds like you you're now really clear on and you've got clarity on, on what it is you want to do and I think that's going to set you up really well to start your teaching career. Um, how have you found the teacher training experience and maybe what's been your best takeaway? Yeah, I uh, think back to mine Yeah. and see when I, 
I grew up in, I was staying in the hut when yeah. I did my teacher training, and so I had to come into Vic Uni, and I went, oh, you know what, oh, stuff this, and I, so I did mine online, <laughs> oh, no. and all I, you know, you cram it all in on the Monday, yeah. and then you'd have the whole week off, except for your sections, which were really cool, but I found all the good stuff happened in the sections, and the, the learning that took place at uni, it was kind of became irrelevant yeah so what did you how did you find it and and maybe your best takeaway yeah i 100% agree with you on the terms of like things in class it was good to kind of give you an idea but everything um, especially in physical education is different i think um, a lot of the strategies they give you at um, in class are kind of re- related to maybe the ideal classroom you know you don't have all these variables of kids and especially in the gym where there's kind of you got to fight with the noise of a big open space and kids running around and having like I don't know 10 balls bouncing around um, so I don't think they kind of take that into account um, so for me once I kind of got into um, actually Rongotai was my first placement which is awesome um, I kind of you kind of get into it and you understand a bit more of what you need to do and I think that first day where you come into that placement you really have no clue what's happening mm. um, I remember um, being asked Oh, what do you know? <laughs> and I just uh, actually sat there. And I was like, I, I really know nothing. You no, know? like I'm so fresh. Um, I have a, you know, I'm passionate about sports and sport, um, sports science stuff, and uh, obviously health. But I had no clue about how to teach it, how to kind of unpack what I knew, um, and then I guess kind of put that into activities and um, class stuff. But I think one thing you've just got to take every opportunity that comes within it um, just be a bit of a yes man for those six or seven weeks that you're actually doing that placement um, ask questions and I think a lot of people when if someone told me I wasn't doing something right people can take that wrong and I think um, you just have to kind of understand that you're not always going to be right mm. not every class is going to go well and um, you know feedback is crucial to kind of improving I like that and I like being a yes man and I, I found through the start of my career that even not just the teaching placement but even through the first couple of years is just is just be a yes man where I mean with I mean you got to manage it if yeah, it's yeah. if you need time to plan and stuff like that you got to learn to say no but saying yes to as much as possible because that's going to get you exposure to different teaching approaches to different areas within schooling extracurricular all of those things are going to contribute to what your um I guess the package that you bring to the classroom mm. and all of your tools and your skills. So I like being a yes man and I always tell a lot of my staff to, you know, just just put yourself out there mm. if you can and if you can manage it. I've never been one to really, you know, I've, I've come across a few people in different industries that are like, well, what am I going to get from this? Yeah. And what am I going to get out of this? And it's not about really what you're going to get from it, but I think maybe thinking about the learning that you could take from mm. it as being a positive as opposed to the physical reward that's going to come out of something like that yeah. I don't know um, over your time on placement what did you find out about yourself what, what did you learn were your strengths and maybe even some of your weaknesses if you wanted to share yeah um, I learned a lot um, some of the things that are surprising I guess I would say was that I was quite um, was very organised you know like um, kind of that comes back to asking questions well in advance so because your teachers are already, or the uh, associate teachers that you're placed with are already busy and they already have a full schedule, so making sure that you're asking questions about what they expect and um, what they actually want you to do so you can organise. Um, but once I actually got that information, I was kind of 
found myself being quite organized to the point where if something wrong happened in class I had something else for it um, whether that be just a list of random questions that I could kind of um, use in case you know I needed to gather more in-depth discussion or um, another activity in, cl- uh, in case it didn't work or in case it went too short or in, in case kind of the kids just had had enough of it um, that was kind of one thing that I didn't think well, it's not that I didn't think, I guess you just don't know. Um, and the other thing which I kind of would go for is like relationships. Um, I really enjoy working with the kids and maybe being their age is a little bit of advantage for that, but I think having that relationship with the kids and building it quickly um, was a strength and that's something that you kind of need on placement because you walk into this class where the kids, you know, who are you, really? Essentially, yeah. I'm just this guy that's walked out, walked in, and now I'm telling you what to do. Really, they, if they wanted to, they could say stuff you. I'm not going to listen to any anything you have to say. But um, thankfully, they did, and I think that comes down to kind of getting and getting to know them more than just one student in the class and getting to know their hobbies and etc. Like that. We just saw that too. Like we, you arrived, and yeah. some of the kids were like, "Oh, Mr. Stewart, Mr. Stewart." Yeah. So you obviously established good relationships with the classes you had here in fact they can remember your name yeah. what, eight months ago yeah that's awesome man. that's pretty I good was, I was surprised when I heard my name so yeah. I take that as a positive yeah Yeah. and any any weaknesses you felt that you're willing to share yeah weaknesses um, I th- that my weaknesses I guess that probably get pointed out from in terms of what the Victoria program makes huge emphasis on is um, the kind of today component um, that now I can't go back a f- years ago but uh, I know now that they're putting huge impl- um, kind of focus on um, Maori achievement um, and that kind of comes down to us as teachers um, building our knowledge base and learning how to implement that and put in strategies that is gonna, uh, that's going to see everyone kind of uh, achieve so I know that that's a focus that I need to improve on um, I think with Hawara in terms of the PE and health curriculum we kind of have a bit of an advantage where we have something that we can build off. Um, I'm not terrible at it but I think it's just something that I want to improve on and then going into next year I would say that more things like the, just the daily tasks of the teacher, mm. um, it's just putting it all together in terms of we, um, when you're on placement you have, you have your AT, you have your associate teacher, if something goes wrong. Um, if you need to know what's next you ask your associate teacher they tell you what you're doing next but yeah. uh, next year I guess a lot of that comes back on myself that yeah. means that I have to be even more organised ahead and yeah. kind of having um, a bit more structure in terms of what I'm building into and how I'm building into it so yeah Have you given much thought to what your teaching philosophy might look sound and feel like yet? Yeah yeah. That's, it's, uh, it's something hard to kind of know that because you have so little time um, and you haven't really had a classroom by yourself but um, I kind of go back to what I said earlier in terms of the relationship stuff I think building relationships from what I've seen so far um, kind of builds that trust with students um, and it just allows them to know that you maybe care for them more than what they think you do and so by that it's kind of getting to know their hobbies as I said and um, just what they like to do outside the classroom, what they like inside the classroom, who are their friends maybe, even things like that. Um, and then for myself and my two placements, I found that that helped me to challenge them. Um, sometimes in class, I guess, at the start, if you're trying to tell a student to do something or push them for something, if you don't know them, they're less likely to push you or they're likely to be pushed. 
but um, when you know them, they they kind of come about, and you know you can you can set specific, I guess, challenges or uh, realistic expectations is the right word to use for them, so that they they know it's achievable and attainable. Um, but yeah, that's that's, fine. that's good, and I think you, you just you just keep visiting that. Like mm. I, I still visit my teaching philosophy, or I I, I actually blend my personal and teaching philosophy together um, and you, you always visit it and think about it and then modify it and I try to make mine as, as brief as possible and, and that kind of anytime it comes down to really making a decision about what I'm doing in the classroom or what I might be encountering with students or or whatever I can revisit that philosophy and that helps yeah. provide some structure or some guidance for me so yeah. it's it's good that you're starting to think about it but that'll grow and develop yeah, once sure. you are in front of the classes and you see that the kids respond this way to yeah. this and they don't respond this way to that so I'll be 360 next year could be. <laughs> we'll could see be. stay tuned <laughs> you've had some time working with what I assume is a great bunch of passionate teachers what do you think new grads have to offer the profession that us old timers and when I say old timer, I'm like I'm only like 36, so I'm not that yeah. old. I've been teaching for 12 years, so That's um, what might us old timers be taking for granted, or maybe not even considering? Yeah, um, I guess you know we may be uh, still able to run around with the kids. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, cool. <laughs> uh, that's one thing I kind of enjoyed as well, being able to. And uh, I remember those days. Yeah, they yeah. were good. <laughs> and that's another way that you kind of build those relationships is when um, I just jumped on with the and within the games and you learn names because for myself being a sporty kid that's my comfortable environment so building and talking with students in that kind of sense uh, really helped but um, the students that I've worked with I've had a bit of a range but mostly with the physical education students um, they're all coming in pretty passionate I guess they're they're ready to go and I guess the last kind of what four years at least for everyone they've been um, unpaid <laughs> that might be something they've kind of coming in and they have this huge, uh, huge student loans and they've come off placements where they've loved it but they haven't been paid so I guess when you're coming into a profession and now and you're they're getting paid and they're enjoying it um, that's that's something that they're gonna definitely be um, loving and new ideas a lot of kids are, uh, so I guess the students from the vicar coming with new research or up-to-date research in terms of their degrees um, and that might be something that they can build on with other teachers and then other teachers can pass on to them so it's kind of getting those new ideas and um, just sharing them and being open to sharing and I guess that's kind of comes with experience teachers being open to um, the new teaching methods that are coming through we had a lot of stuff in terms of um, you know like uh, the learning environments and a lot of technology stuff we had we kind of had a focus on that so I think Rongatai does it with the Google Classroom and that kind of thing so. um, my my last principal Prue Kelly who is phenomenal she would always stand up and and speak when the student teachers arrived mm -hmm. and she'd always say that, that that we were so lucky to have them because they were the ones that were cutting edge and that mm -hmm. we as the teachers should be trying to learn um, as much as we can from these student teachers and the new grads because um, and, and I completely agree it's you are 
um, you're fresh, you're full of ideas, mm-hmm. it's very easy, and you'll find this out across the next four or five years if you end up teaching that long, is that it's easy to become stale and fall yeah. into the same same thing every single year. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge for us as, as experienced teachers is to keep pushing the envelope, keep um, stepping outside of what we feel is comfortable and challenging ourselves. And it is hard, um, but there's a lot of reward for teachers that are prepared to do that. You're starting off your career at Rangatai College, which is a smaller school, and we've got a department of four teachers. Um, we've got well-known school-wide value of brotherhood and some strong Māori and Pacifica culture underpinning it all. What are you looking forward to most about starting your career here? Yeah, well, I kind of have a bit of a head start in the terms of that I've had six weeks here already on my placement, um, which I really enjoyed in that, because um, I guess if I was got a job at a school where I'd never been before, that kind of going to the staff room is familiar, kind of navigating my way around the school is different. Um, but being here for six weeks, I kind of know where things are. I know a few of the students and I already have relationships. And that, I guess, allows me to focus a bit more on my teaching. Mm. Um, but this school, I've, I've like thoroughly enjoyed it so far in terms of I've had a lot of help from uh, all the PE members and um, with kind of ideas for things and um, that sense. And I've the students have been amazing and especially in the gym and there's some talent in, in yeah. those boys I think uh, one thing that I said once I got back to um, uni after the placement is I could chuck any activity anything at the boys especially some of the level ones and they absolutely nailed it and I just yeah. you know sometimes you have an activity on a piece of paper and you just you know this is how you would ideally like it to go it never goes that way they just nailed it and it, um, it just looked good and made me look good I feel <laughs> probably better than what actually was happening but um, that kind of sense and I guess it's going to be um, working at all boys it's going to be a slightly different challenge or it may have its challenges or it may not that's something that I guess I don't know until I worked longer but I think um, I really enjoyed the time that I was here and I look forward to kind of extending that I think it's. I think you'll find it's easier, mm. and I definitely agree with you. When I when I came from Wellington High School to here, um, and I, I have you know nothing but love for Wellington High School, but the the skill level of the students there was not on the same level that it is here. And mm. I remember rocking up here, and we were um, I think maybe a touch unit, and like everyone, like everyone was good yeah. at touch. Yeah, there was nobody that wasn't good at touch. <laughs> and I've been so used to building and scaffolding learning and yeah. skill learning from a very basic level. And um, these kids were teaching me because they're that good. So mm. it's, um, that's really nice being a PE teacher coming into a school where um, there is that, that skill level, sporting skill level is really high. I um, think it allows you to put a bit more um, kind of challenge on the students in the sense of letting them direct lessons. Yep. Um, letting them bring in the knowledge into the classroom to like run activities. I think I did that on my last placement. I had a few boys who were um, really excelled in touch and they had drills and even league and I just I said, um, you know, I have drills but you may have you may have things that I can build on what I'm doing. If this is too easy for you or if this is too easy for the class, do you have activities and um, they kind of took that on themselves and they didn't have to plan too much because it's things that they kind of do on an everyday basis and um, just they they kind of love that step up they they love to be in charge of their class they kind of love to be standing up in front and I think that's what you can do when you have that high talent and kind of people that want to actually participate where were, where were your other sections was it just one other or two others yeah just one other um, I was at Nine College which oh, that's right 
which was absolutely amazing. And I, I love that that's obviously co-ed school. Um, but there was another awesome opportunity. There was, um, it was slightly different in terms of that it was a co-ed school, but um, nothing but good words for old Nana College. Yeah, I'm an old boy, um, and I know Kitty Shaw quite well. Um, so that was it's really nice to hear that you had um, uh, a good experience there. Sorry about the um, the hoop; they must have just finished there. There's a class out in the gym, and they're doing their fitness testing. But I think they've just finished, and they're shooting hoops, which mm-hmm. is going to get noisy in here. So uh, hopefully, it's not too too bad. Um, what are you most nervous about starting here? Yeah, um, I guess that's that kind of first day and I guess for everything it's the unknown um, I kind of mentioned earlier pulling everything together and um, kind of not having the AT and um, classes that are going to go wrong I think that's something that you don't obviously you don't plan for and you you don't think it's going to happen but it is going to happen you're not going to every class isn't going to go to plan um, your backup plan to your plan may not work and um, so I think maybe those kind of days and I guess that's when you're really going to find out if this is something you're passionate about. Uh, maybe it's not even a bad day. Maybe it's a bad week. So um, that, I guess that's something that's nerve-wracking. Um, and I guess your place for the class, four classes or however many I don't actually know, at the start of the year. And, you know, if that's a, if that's a bad class, or a, I don't want to say bad class, but if that's not a class that maybe goes so well every day, that can kind of become, become something that you're almost, I guess, dreading maybe. Um, you know, I've had, I haven't, I've been lucky across my two placements to really enjoy every class I've had. And I guess you have to find within each class something that's different and that you're really looking forward to. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you're right. And there are, there are bad days mm. and bad lessons and bad weeks yeah. and bad terms. And yeah. you have all of that. But it's about being able to reflect on, on why you felt they were bad and being able to learn and take something yeah. from it. Um, there's there's a learning experience and everything, even the good lessons. Um, so it's just um, teachers who are willing and prepared to reflect on what has gone well and what hasn't gone well are going to be you're setting yourself up to be successful. Yeah. Um, reflection is so important. Mm. Um, before we get to the last question, is there anything I might have missed that you want to mention, or is there anything you want to ask me? Um, I'd like to reflect on your first year. Can you remember like this going into it in terms of what changed? I guess coming straight from the kind of idea about this podcast is how did your philosophy or how did your vision change over the year? Yeah, I, I was very, very similar to you by the sounds of it. Um, I I came in to a full teaching load mm-hmm. um, oh, because wow. I was a maternity cover and I, I had never... I started at Wellington High School. Yeah. I had never, I didn't even know Wellington High School existed. Yeah. You know, it was it was not on my radar at all. Teaching wasn't really on my radar. Um, and I, the memories I have of my first year were just being in a classroom and just yelling at kids because yeah. I had no strategies. Yeah. Um, I had a really supportive HOD and assistant HOD who were, who were good. Um, but I probably didn't ask them for enough help. Yeah. And I think... If I had to do that year again, I would be asking more questions instead of just thinking, oh, I can get through this, I can do this myself, yeah. and I'll look better if I can do it myself. Like, I just cringe now thinking about being in that classroom. <laughs> and it wasn't until like halfway through that I realized there was a vent into the room connected oh, next no. door. So I'm yelling at these kids, <laughs> and the other teachers probably just going, oh my gosh, what's going on in there? Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think um, as the year progressed, um, 
I started to acknowledge some of my shortfalls a bit more and was more prepared to help. Yeah. Um, but then just getting stuck into the coaching and all of those sorts of things and yeah. being that yes person like we talked about earlier, that really helped me um, build relationships with the students, also with the teachers, yeah. because um, that's one cool thing about teaching is you, you kind of come into this family mm. and you have colleagues that are really supportive and want to see you succeed and they're there to help you. Yeah. And yeah, the sooner you can recognize that, the, the better you're, you're going to be, I think. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that helps a little bit. That's awesome. Be ready for a lot of questions next year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question. You're about to start a job which pays reasonably well mm-hmm. and has almost 12 weeks of paid leave, and I always chuckle to myself on the 5th of January when everyone's gearing up to head back to work and I'm still getting paid to sleep in and play golf. What are you planning to do on your first paid holiday, which I assume isn't until April next year? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, um, that's a great question. I'll be looking forward to a little bit of income so I can have more than jam sandwiches each day. <laughs> but they're still going strong and still um, you know, getting me through each day. Um, whew, I think by this point I'm actually starting to feel my teeth going a bit. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I may not have enough money to go anywhere or do much, but I'm sure it'll be sleeping, um, going on dental bills, <laughs> my phone's um, slowly dying on me and um, you know you won't have the parent support anymore so yeah, true. True. <laughs> um, I think I think a lot of it I'm sure I'll be absolutely stuffed um, by the end of that first term and I'll just be looking forward to having maybe sleeping in a little bit and getting some good food nice. <laughs> yeah that's, nice. that's gonna be it hey um Jack, thanks for thanks for stopping by. I know it's um, you're still busy at the moment because you've still got to get paid before you can start your job. That's so right. you're working and you've got that last paper to do. Um, I'm really excited about having you on board next year. I think we've got two new young staff who are going to um, contribute immensely to the department. And I think um, just even talking to you now and hearing about what some of what drives you and um, some of your feedback around some of those questions, I think it's I think you're a really good fit. I think the kids are going to love you. The, the, obviously, those relationships are still there with the kids, and um, you're going to have a good time. I think so. I'm looking forward to next year, um, and I'll be in touch soon. Awesome.